The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, we're examining the North American whitetail, specifically what it takes to grow monster bucks, how to manage them through adverse conditions, their current overall state, and why the equation of habitat plus food plots and selective harvesting leads to larger, mature bucks. This is a show you won't want to miss. And now, here's Jim and Trav. Waiter? Waiter. Let's see here. What's on the menu, Jimmy? I think venison. No, it's whitetail management. Oh. It's venison soup for the hunter's soul. You silly man. <laughs> it's been said of me. What's up? What is up, Mrs. Bunny? All right, we are talking whitetail management on today's show, and it is venison soup for the hunter's soul. I'm ready to be enlightened. You are enlightened. You're always enlightened. Guess who else is going to be enlightening us? Who? Uh, David Morris. Got to check him out. Uh, Tickle Monte Whitetail Nation is Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Plus, I think in July, the Bucks of Tickle Monte going to be starting back up. Saturday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Also, Pat Nicole Reeve, Drew. TV Tuesdays 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time uh, Outdoor Channel. How about Gordon Whittington? He is the editor in chief of North American Whitetail Magazine. Plus, he's on their television show, uh, North American Whitetail TV. Got to check them out Wednesdays 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That is Sportsman Channel. And finally, Hans Hummel. Hans Hummel, we like that guy. That was a lot of different times and days. Yeah, I'm confused. All right, Mrs. Bunny, we're talking about whitetail management on today's show, but specifically, what is Mrs. Bunny going to be talking about? Not banking bucks. Not banking bucks. I didn't know you could deposit them. Oh, yeah. Big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mrs. Bunny, she's brought to you by Nissan. Her Majesty and Queen of the Whitetail Woods, Mrs. Bunny, is glamorous and brought to you by Nissan. All right, take it away, you glamorous woman. Uh, outdoor Life. Kudos to Outdoor Life and Andrew McKeon. Uh, if you haven't already seen the print issue, the April 2015 issue of Outdoor Life, there's some really interesting stuff. And um, Andrew McKeon and some top deer experts from around the country are reevaluating the way that you look at deer season and how you harvest things. And they're talking about after years of record highs and harvests in a lot of the powerhouse deer states, how numbers are starting to um, come down. And uh, they're accepting this new normal. And they're also talking about what they have learned. But Andrew McKeon specifically started talking about how he um, had bought a piece of property and it had succumbed to the effects of um, EHD. It was along the Milk River. It was one of those places oh, wow. that Got hit hard. Like, 90% of the deer herd was wiped out. Wiped and he out. had talked about how he had put a lot into um, uh, whitetail management, deer management, and how passing up on bucks and not taking them because they weren't a certain age or they weren't a certain size or something like that. And after that, he um, said that he started to reevaluate because um, a lot of those bucks that he was pulling out of streams or pulling out of fields after they died, he could have essentially taken. And I got to thinking about that. That's really true for a lot of people. Um, I personally, I'm a mom and I work, I'm busy and I'm not going to be a person that's going to go out and hunt um, only for a specific size trophy. There are a lot of people who can do that, but I can't be choosy like that. I take what's there at the chance and any trophy is a trophy for me and the meat's going to feed my family and I'm not super particular about that. That's when she selected me, that's the criteria she used. <laughs> She's not going to be real picky. She's kind of in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, and he would have lived had you not field dressed him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I think 
think that holds true for a lot of hunters. You think about the weekend warriors out there. You yeah. think about the guys who are who don't have the money to go to a trophy ranch or who don't have a lot of time to hunt every single week out of the deer season or every single weekend out of the deer season. They cannot be choosy. And so um, whitetail management is not a one size fits all. It is not something that is achievable for every single hunter out there. Well, you know, one thing I think Jimbo and I have run into a lot. We'll see a nice little buck. Uh-huh. Okay. And we thought, you know, especially in the beginning of the season, we're going to pass this guy up. All right. We're going to let him go a year or two. See yeah. what he see what he turns into. Two days later, we see him in the back of a poacher's truck driving by. Yeah. You know, how many times have you guys and gals that are listening passed up an animal because you wanted to give it another year or two to see what it matured into, but it ran onto the neighbor's property and was gunned down right away or it was hit by a car or it got ehd you don't know and so that this whole rhyme or reason of i'm going to give it another year or two like you see on television a lot that really doesn't happen i think that only really happens on uh those high fence ranches or on a where place you can control the population or if you have a lot of ground yeah yeah. You know, I mean, if you have, let's say, 20,000 acres exclusively. Yeah, chances of that animal that you see in the middle of it's going to be off the property, I doubt it. Yeah, it's going to stay in there, especially if you have a really vast food supply for them. And water. Yeah, exactly. If the conditions are ideal. Yeah. For me personally, you know, hunting is supposed to be an enjoyable thing. Yeah. And it's not supposed to be a job. So when you go out into the field and you're looking for um, an animal to take, uh, I don't want to be thinking, is he old enough? Is he big enough? You know, and and analyzing through my binoculars and turning something into um, a job or a whole bunch of restrictions when it should be fun and it shouldn't be all about that. For me personally, there are people out there who make a job out of this. I understand that. And they only want to hunt for her for trophy bucks. For me, any buck is a trophy or any doe is a trophy and I'm not really concerned about the actual size and to be honest when you look at this uh, article that they put in Outdoor Life you should really check it out they talk about how many um you see these monsters on the covers of magazines oh, yeah. and blowing up your feed in Facebook and stuff like that. Media, uh, social media has really um, made... Driven this. Has really driven it. Yeah. And these things are all over the place. But the actuality of somebody harvesting something like that, the numbers, the percentage of people that actually harvest bucks like that are very low. And it sets an impossibly high standard for most hunters. Yeah. Your standard is if it'll fit in your shepherd's pie. There you go. There yeah. you go. Well, this is what I think it boils down to. If you like it, if you approve of it, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. That's right. When anyone else preaches age, size, genetics, it doesn't matter. If you're proud of it, squeeze the trigger. Yeah. Or let the arrow fly. Yeah, absolutely. I would say if it fits in the frying pan, it's going in. If it fits, uh, you're there. Put it in the fan. We got to think if of something that rhymes fit, with that. you must have quit. <laughs> All right, so Mr. Bunny, is that it? That's it, guys. All right, stick around because we are talking whitetail management. What is it? Venison soup for the hunter's soul. Venison soup for the hunter's soul. Hunting for dummies. All right, so a uh, big shout out to Outdoor Channel. Outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. Also, uh, Nissan. NissanUSA.com. High Mount Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Ruger. Ruger.com. Also, Lucky Buck. Lucky-Buck.com. Extreme Beam. ExtremeBeam.com. Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Uh, Remington. Uh, Remington.com. Got kind of screwed up there. Here is a word from Mark. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have plenty more white toe management coming up because after the break, we're going to hear from David Morris. That's right. He is with the Bucks of Tecamonte and Tecamonte White Tail Nation. White Tail Nation. Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Mrs. Bonnie, you're awesome. Great to be here, guys. Woohoo! Woohoo! We will return right after this. 
What does it take to tag a buck? For starters, you being a good shot, excellent under pressure, and stealthy enough to avoid being spotted by an animal that's always on high alert. Need I say more? So hone your buck hunting skills at JimandTrav.com today before you get schooled this fall. JimandTrav.com. Go there. Buck hunt. Learn. It's Gunny time! Get some! You first saw him in full metal jacket as Gunnery Sergeant Hartman. Now, see him guns a-blazing. Arlie Ermey pulls the trigger on the world's most astounding weaponry. Load up on weapons intelligence, past, present, and future. The Outdoor Channel has a new secret weapon. Gunny time! With me, Gunnery Sergeant Arlie Ermey. Be there! Gunny time. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Introducing the fastest, most effective way to clean your gun barrel. The new Remington Squeegee. To use it, simply scrub your bore with a wire brush and a few drops of Remington's All-In Cleaner to loosen any fouling. Then attach your Remington Squeegee to the end of a cleaning rod or cable. And with one pull through the bore, you're done. Fast, easy, and completely reusable. Say goodbye to your father's old gun cleaning patches. And hello to 21st century gun care technology. Look for it at your favorite sporting goods retailer. A good hunting and fishing buddy is hard to find these days. They've got to push through the most grueling and enduring adventures. That's where the Nissan Frontier comes in. It's the perfect wilderness partner with a first-in-class Utilitrack cargo carrying system to strap down your big game and tons of power from a massive 261-horsepower V6 engine. The Frontier has got your back, even on the days you might come up short. Nissan, innovation that excites. Available features, 2014 Ward Segmentation, Small Pickup Class, Properly Secure All Cargo. You know what a therapist calls this kind of a relationship, right? A gold mine. Codependent. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. Hey, we're back. This is Revolution with Jim and Trav. I'm Jim, and you know what? That's Trav. I'm Trav. Yeah, there you go. And we're talking about whitetail management. Before the break, we heard from Ole Miss Bunny, and she was talking about her idea of hunting this fall. And me, Trav, I prepared so a... So Tarzan. A, <laughs> a dedication to you, Jimmy. Oh. Hit it, Frank! You're, You're all, all I know. I, know. I, got, I got no one else. You make it easy. <laughs> That's dedicated to you, my friend. As I, a co-host. I love that more than life itself. Dude, when I sing, I look like I'm constipated. <laughs> I do. I know you guys can't see that. All right, so we're just now uh, being joined by David Morris. Once again, we are talking whitetail management on today's show. Got to check him out. Tech Monte Whitetail Nation, Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on uh, Outdoor Channel. Yeah, and starting the third quarter in July, he's got the bucks of Tech Monte. It's going to be Saturday mornings at 10.30 Eastern time. Yeah, two great shows. All right, so we're just going to start this off, um, David. Let, let's head up to uh, North Dakota for a minute. All right. Yep. There's talks of possibly postponing deer hunting for a whole year, whitetail and mule deer. Uh, you look in Wisconsin, they put out numbers that Wisconsin, they rank number one on for shooting the most yearling bucks out of any state. Let's yep. head up to New York where they're so inundated. Old de Blasio is worried that everybody's going to get out there with their bows and arrows and start hunting deer in their front yard. Um, do you think this is all attributed to bad luck? Is it poor management on the state's part? What it, What is to cause all this? Well, uh, that's a complex question, and I don't know that we have time to fully answer it, but it, it, is, it is due in part to the reality that the states don't manage deer herds per se. They manage hunters through regulation. Bingo. And, and when you're managing whole regions 
or whole states only through regulation instead of actually implementing management strategies on the property, on the land where the deer live, you're limited in what you can do, and and you, you kind of go to the lowest common denominator in your management strategies. And so you're seeing that. Now, you take a state, and I'll use my home, my, my new adopted home state of Texas, where land management here for deer, or deer management in Texas, yes, we have regulations. They're very liberal here. Yeah. But the actual management in Texas takes place on a given piece of property. The landowners are the stewards. They're the managers. And they have the latitude given them by the state to actually manage their deer. As a result, you look at Texas and you'll see one of the best deer populations in the United States in terms of older age class bucks, the size and quality of deer. Very seldom do you see the kind of problems you see in other states because the, the landowners and managers themselves are the stewards of the, of the deer herd. They have the regulations to work with, and as a result, you have the fantastic hunting and hunting experience that you, uh, you've come to expect in Texas. Yeah. Now here in Kansas, uh, you know, Trav and I last fall, uh, we hunted pretty much the whole fall and, uh, we did not take an animal, buck or doe. And of course, we had a problem with poachers. I mean, that's one thing, but we just chose not to, to help build up that herd. And isn't it the sportsmen is really the ones that are doing it? Absolutely. Land management or deer management always comes back to the land steward, whoever it is that's looking after the interest of a given piece of property. That's the nature of private ownership. In, in the United States, private ownership results in better quality resources, whether it's a privately owned home is looked after better than one that's not privately owned. It's the same thing with deer herds. Yeah. There's a great quote I just read. I know you've heard it before from Aldo Leopold. Ethical behavior is doing the right thing when no one else is watching, even when doing the wrong thing is legal. And that's, that's correct. That's very interesting uh, when you apply that to hunting. What you and Jim are saying, just because you can shoot the deer doesn't mean you should shoot the deer. You, you, you mentioned the number of year-and-a-half-old bucks that are being taken in, let's say, Wisconsin or New York or, or Pennsylvania, where you have extremely high hunter numbers and, and a high harvest. And basically what you have, those hunters are shooting what's there because they just simply don't have the age structure. They're cropping those bucks off before they get age on them. Well, interestingly enough, in Texas, you very seldom see, unless it's a first-time hunter, year-and-a-half and two-and-a-half-year-old two two bucks shot because the culture here, the management culture, is such that they're, they're age-sensitive. Like you guys are talking about, you didn't shoot because you were looking for a quality buck, a big buck. If you didn't see what you wanted, you don't shoot. Well, that's the mentality here in Texas. And part of the reason that mentality exists is because they do have the option they do know that there are older age class and bigger age class, bigger bucks out there. And so they can pass that year and a half and two and a half with the hope and the reasonable expectation that a bigger or older buck will come along. In Pennsylvania, if you pass up a year and a half or two and a half, you don't have the reasonable expectation that a year, that an older buck's going to come along simply because they aren't there. But that could change in time as people become more aware of management strategies. 
more aware of the age factor in uh, that needs to be a part of harvest. And once they begin to think in terms of both age and size, you'll see the age classes start to move up. People, the hunters will become more selective, and as they do, their the quality of their experience will improve because they'll get to see and pass up deer. And look, there's value in that. I hunt a lot, and I don't shoot a lot. I get to look and enjoy the experience of the hunting a lot because I'm a selective hunter. I don't shoot the first deer that comes along. And to me, that's a big part of it. I I can have some fantastic hunting days, um, hunting good places where I see a lot of deer, and I don't pull the trigger. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with David Morris. He is uh, the guy from Tecamonte Whitetail Systems that you need to talk to about your food plots. Yeah, got to check out Tecamonte Whitetail Nation Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Also in July, you got to wait for it. The Bucks at Tecamonte It's going to be Saturdays, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, once again on Outdoor Channel. Now, Mr. David, to find out more about you, Tecamonte Wildlife Systems, uh, where can we find you online, buddy? You can find us at tecamonte.com. We're pretty easy to find. You bet. Hey, that was David Morris. And coming up next, we've got Gordon Whittington. He is the editor-in-chief, I'd like to know what tribe that is, of the North American Whitetail Magazine. Yeah, he's also on the North American Whitetail TV. Got to check it out Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman's Channel. Here is a word for Mark. Big shout-out to Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings and Cabela's. Got to get to a break. Gordon Whittington, right after this. Thanks, David. Well, thank you. My pleasure. Always enjoy being with you guys. For summertime trail cam scouting strategies, JimandTrav.com has all that, plus wild game recipes, non-biased gear reviews, survival techniques, inspiring outdoor stories, free giveaways, and lots more. JimandTrav.com. Go there. Buck hunt. Learn. Princeton, Louisiana, home to America's first family of shooting. My name is Jerry Mitchellark, and I'm a professional shooter. I think we hit something. He's the greatest shooter in the world. He's my dad, and he's my coach. Ready? Nicely done. 125. That's a killer right there. It's nice for us to have a project where the whole family gets in on it. That's just good stuff. You can't buy that. Welcome to Shootout Lane. All new Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Hunting just got tastier with High Mountain Seasonings and their vast array of spices, seasonings, camp meals, rubs, and shakers. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. Increase the amount of camera pictures you get this fall by using Lucky Buck Mineral. Dump a bucket of Lucky Buck in front of your trail cameras and you'll be amazed at how quickly the deer will find it. The sweet apple smell combined with the minerals deer need will bring them in close. Lucky Buck Mineral. Grow bigger bucks or get your money back. If you're thinking about buying a new gun, remember to pick up Remington Gun Care Supplies. Protect your investment with the same products the country's top armorers have trusted for over 100 years. After all, when you need it is the worst time to realize your gun doesn't work. Hey, did you know that The Revolution with Jim and Trav is the number one outdoor radio show on the planet? Yeah, everybody knows that. So... I'm just going to walk away now. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, brought to you by Nissan. 
Hey, we're back. We just heard from old David Morris. He is the host of Tecamani Whitetail Nation. It's seen on Outdoor Channel Thursday nights at 8.30. Also, starting in the third quarter, which is in July, the Bucks of Tecamani, and it's going to be on Saturday mornings at 10.30 Eastern Time, Outdoor Channel. That's right. We're talking whitetail management on today's show. We're just now being joined by Gordon Whittington. He is the editor-in-chief of North America Whitetail Magazine. Plus, check him out on North America Whitetail TV, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That is on Sportsman's Channel. Uh, now, you know, uh, Gordon, in your first installment of In the Deer Woods, uh, you reference your grandfather, Des, and how back in the early uh, 1900s, he was a subsistence hunter. But when you talk um, to people today about management, they always say, oh, you can't eat the antlers, blah, blah, blah. But there's a clear distinction between hunting to provide food for your family and management. And I don't think that people realize that. Uh, do they, Gordon? Well, exactly, and they are not um, at, at opposing views from each other either. Yeah. I, I mean, really, if you think about it, we need people utilizing wildlife in a responsible manner, you know, for whatever their their end game motivation might be. We just really need proper management, and in and in many cases, that is for food. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was born and raised in Michigan, and for us to see even deer tracks. Uh, in the lower part of Michigan, I mean, it was really unheard of. And when we went into the up, as we would call it up north, uh, if you found droppings, it was like, uh, you found gold. Well, I think you see a lot of people today, you have forgotten, frankly, how rare whitetail deer once were. And I say once were meaning as recently in some places as, uh, the 1970s and 80s in a lot of states, particularly in the Midwest. If you got into the North Woods, obviously there were, there were old, you know, holdover populations, for, you know, really all the way through. It's where a lot of deer got restocked from actually, uh, in the middle part of the 20th century. But, but many people have forgotten how rare deer were back in the day. Yeah. I got into a big discussion one time with a, a, a big game hunter in Texas and, uh, in his office, he had, you know, lined with, uh, really 160, 165 class bucks. And, uh, in the first question was, what's the biggest buck you've ever killed? And at that time was like a 155, 160. And of course he pointed out all these other ones. He hunted you know, on ranches like the King, the Mariposa, some of those ranches where they have gigantic bucks. I shot all of mine on national forest land in Northern Michigan. Who was the better hunter? Who was the more successful? Is is it the size or the fact that I'm up against 19,000 other people out there trying to get an animal, and I was successful like 10 or 11 years in a row? I tell you, I'm impressed by anyone who is consistently successful at taking an adult deer of any description, male or female, particularly on public land because, uh, yeah, not all public land is pounded to death the way the, you know, the stereotype might hold, but... In reality, if you're taking anything of age, and, and I, again, I throw does into that as well, if you're taking some relatively mature animals on public land with no particular advantage, no special limited draw or anything like that, you're just going into the woods like everybody else and you're trying to take an animal, uh, boy, that's quite an accomplishment. I have to take my hat off to anybody that can pull that off. Yeah, once again, we're talking with a Gordon Winnington. He is the editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail Magazine. He can also be seen on North American Whitetail TV. Uh, Got to check it out Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Now, uh, Mr. Gordon, before we go on with this, buddy, to find you online, uh, more about your magazine, the TV Maybe show. Maybe a subscription. Yeah, where can we find you online, buddy? Well, NorthAmericanWhitetail.com is... Um, 
is our main website, and people can go there. They can check out videos. We have a lot of you know deer of the day, you know, a nice deer shot by our readers and viewers and and users of the website. And uh, we have a lot of articles that we pull over there from the print side as well. So there's just a lot of information about whitetail. You bet. Now we've been talking about uh, whitetail management, and uh, a while back we had a program, uh, High Fence versus Fair Chase. Now, a lot of people say that the only way that you can really manage whitetails is through high fence. Is it possible on a fair chase situation, no fences at all, is it possible to manage your herd? Well, absolutely. I would say that if you have one acre or you have 100,000 acres, uh, the principles are the same. Now, granted, we're much more... control, if you will, by our neighbor situation, if we have, you know, more boundary, uh, a higher percentage of our land is affected by neighboring lands. That said, I mean, there are a lot of people, particularly in the Midwest, that are managing 25, 40, 75 acres and are consistently shooting mature deer, largely because they figured out how to work with their neighbors have more cooperative management in the area. Yeah. Now, everyone talks about food plots, uh, clearing brush, bush hogging, henging trees, stuff like that. Those are all management tactics, uh, shooting by age, uh, possibly call box, taking out some does. But let's talk about the social aspect of deer hunting. Just by encouraging your friends, taking new hunters out, that is actually managing deer because every time you introduce a new person to the sport of hunting, Mr. Gordon, they're going to be raising more money towards conservation. Uh, they're going to be joining this wonderful lifestyle that we all partake in every single year. Don't you think that is also a responsible way to manage wildlife by encouraging others to get involved? Well, anytime you can get other people involved, even in just the mindset of supporting wildlife management, that is a plus. No question about that. If you can actually get them to physically go into the woods and actually try to take out some of the right deer themselves, uh, speak highly of hunting in other situations with other non-hunters, if you can do all these things and get more people to see what we do and why we do it, even if they don't participate themselves, that certainly is a plus when they do participate and, as you say, you know, pay excise taxes that go back into management, uh, just really try to grow everything, you know, a positive about hunting, then clearly that is a win-win. There's no question about that. You bet. Hey, that was Gordon Whittington, Editor-in-Chief of North American Whitetail Magazine, and he's also on North American Whitetail TV show Wednesdays at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on Sportsman's Channel. Yeah, Sportsman's Channel, great channel. All right, so Gordon, to find out more about you, the magazine, television show, your beard, man, uh, where can we find you online? We're at NorthAmericanWhitetail.com. All right, there you have it. That's where you got to go, people. Uh, who we got coming up next, Jimmy? Coming up next, Hans Hummel with uh, High Mountain Seasonings. Yeah, don't go anywhere as we talk more whitetail management. Big shout-out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Remington, and Cabela's. All right, here's a word from Mark. Gordon, man, thanks so much, buddy. Yeah, all right, guys. Take care now. After you take aim, squeeze, and send lead towards that broadside buck, you better be ready to track, field dress, and prepare it for the taxidermist. At JimandTrav.com, there's hundreds of DIY hunting articles that'll assist you with all of it. No questions asked. JimandTrav.com. Go there. Buck hunt. Learn.
You get one shot at this. The most isolated citizens in America. That's what living out here is. You got to keep plugging away. Depend on its most courageous airline. Because somebody needs something in an airplane. No! Takes a lot of practice and a lot of skill and a lot of balls. Have you seen these guns? You never know what Mother Nature's going to throw at you, so you better be prepared for it. You always operate the plane right on the edge of pretty much chaos. Flying Wild Alaska, Mondays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Best place to hunt giant mule deer is Colorado. So plan your dream hunt by purchasing Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls today at www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle combines features of the Ruger American Rifle and innovations of the 1022 Rimfire Rifle to appeal to all bolt-action enthusiasts. It features a modular stock system that provides comb height options for scope or iron sight use, a power bedding integral bedding block system for outstanding accuracy, a Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger, and a 1022 style rotary magazine for reliable feeding. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle. Another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. For LED flashlights with brighter, tighter beams that see farther and run longer, you want Extreme Beam, the passion to outperform. Go to www.extrebeam.com. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Brought to you by Nissan. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard from old Gordon Whittington. He's the editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail Magazine. Yeah, I was popping my ears. <laughs> uh, also, check him out on North American Whitetail TV, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. We are talking whitetail management on today's show. It is uh, venison soup for the hunter's soul. Yeah, and the reason why we call it venison soup for the soul is because our next guest, Hans Hummel, he makes soup. He does. He does, he does right. make soup. He is the president and CEO of High Mountain Season. He's got to hop online, check him out. They have the He's most a sausage fabulous checker. stuff. He's in the heat. He makes love. And, well, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he makes great food. That you would love. Yeah, that, that's what I was trying to say. Anyways, Mr. Hans, how's it going, buddy? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. You know, this weekend, uh, spring is here, obviously, but it was 80 degrees. That's pretty warm. Yeah, pretty warm. Everybody is in outside. March, yeah. yeah, in March. Everybody's barbecuing, got the smokers fired up. Uh, you guys, you're debuting a brand new rib rub, correct, here in the next couple weeks? You betcha. Yeah, in the next couple weeks, um, it's great on ribs. Um, you know, I've marinated pork loin with it. It's great for wild boar, uh, you name it. Yeah, it's a good all kind of all-purpose seasoning. Um, put it in your smoker, put your favorite barbecue sauce on it to finish it on the grill. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at your website right now, and you've got five different types of rubs here. You've got a steak rub. You've got a, a garlic pepper rub, a fajita rub, tacos, and venison rub. Now, that venison rub, you know, we were talking about uh, this week, whitetail management and so mm-hmm. forth. Now, uh, what's different about the venison rub than, say, the other rubs? You know, venison rub, it, it's, uh, it's, gar- it's a nice mix of garlic. Uh, it's got some uh, pepper. Um, not, it's got some salt, but not too much. Um, it's got uh, a little bit of paprika. And then some stuff I can't tell you. So, <laughs> Again, uh, with the I can't tell you stuff. <laughs> well, you know, that's a, that's what we do. It's our secret. So. But, um, you know, that's excellent if you want to do it on uh, roast, if you want to do it on steaks. Um, I tend to, I like to put olive oil on it and, and then put the seasoning on it, let it marinate for an hour or two before you put it on the grill. Yeah. Now, you know, I think one thing, I mean, there's just, oh, there's a lot of things that separates high mount seasonings from other people's 
crap, I'll call it. You guys got good stuff, but you are a real outdoorsman, Hans. I mean, you go out there, you harvest game, you experiment with flavors with your own wild game. And I don't think a lot of people understand it. It's so flavorful. You don't have to throw a lot of things at it. You just have to add the right ingredients to enhance the flavor. To enhance the flavor. And that's where High Mount Seasonings, you guys, you have that nailed. You know what it needs, what it is lacking, and what not to do. And that's, let's face it, we've all had it, guys, where you go to somebody's house and their stuff just tastes terrible. Like you said, there's too much salt. There's too much paprika. There's too much of everything. And it totally masks the flavor of the meat. And you don't want to do that. In High Mountain Seasonings, your stuff accentuates it so beautifully. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. You know, I do hunt. I do fish. Uh, You know, I love to grow my own garden. Um, And, you know, as a result, we take those elements in and we just we like to keep it simple. We like to enhance um, the flavor of the meat you're having. We don't want to just you know, burn something and then throw a can of cream of mushroom soup over the top. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Now, now, do you still have the brine mixes? We do, yeah. And actually, you know, um, they're really popular right now. A lot of guys are going to start turkey hunting. We've got the game bird and poultry brine, uh, and then we have uh, three other uh, fish brines, and then one that's uh, particular for Canada. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing that you can do also is you could take that brine and you can actually make uh, pickled fish. Yeah, Which, you, you know, a lot of people do with, like, pickled herring. Everybody hears about pickled herring. But at the same time, you could use uh, northern pike, you, any of the of the white meats. Uh, yeah. Actually, I think fish are all white meats except in the ocean. But what do I know? <laughs> Anyhow, but uh, you could use that brine mixture to get started with and then just go for it. Yeah, you can smoke it and then and then use your favorite canning recipe. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm sorry, Jim, but we have to mention snack and sticks in uh, beef jerky. Because that is by far my favorite snack in the whole world. I like to sit in bed at night and drink coffee or beer and uh, <laughs> have some beef jerky or snack of sticks. You have a wide selection. I know I know we've talked about this before, but this everybody likes to make this. What is your most popular flavor? You know, it's our original jerky seasoning. I mean, really? By far sell more than that than any of the other ones out there. Um, but, you know, hickory is very popular. Our Hunter's Blend, which came out for our 20th anniversary. Um, cracked pepper and garlic, um, you know, and, and as we're talking about it, actually, next year is going to be our 25th anniversary. Oh, uh, wow. We have 23 different jerky kits at the moment, so just be looking forward to a couple more to celebrate our, our 25th anniversary. So Yeah. Now, last week, Trav and I, you know, now's the time of the year when you start thinking about what the heck do I have left in that freezer, you know? Right. Yeah. And so we found some odds and ends. And you can't believe how good you mix duck with venison and make sausage out of it. You know what? You are absolutely correct. We're one of our account uh, executives right now is actually just finishing up a trip in South Dakota hunting snow geese. Oh! And so when he gets back, we're gonna—I I have some ducks that I ground up. We're gonna mix it with the snow geese, and we're gonna be making sausage and, and snack sticks out of it. Yeah. Well, also, you know, you, you can make the the link sausage, but also just that bulk sausage to have for breakfast. Man, you got some great stuff for that, too. Um, yeah, we have the spicy apple maple, which is specifically for game birds. Um, and it's, uh, it's a great seasoning if you want to make breakfast sauces. But um, we've got about five other ones uh, that are, you just mix in the seasoning. There's no casings involved, and you can make patties. They're, they're great. It's easy to do. Yeah, I wish more people would get involved in doing their own processing. You know, I, I don't know what the percentage rate is from hunters that actually do it themselves or they take it to a butcher and have it done. It tastes so much better. And like you guys are talking about grinding up your own meat, 
It is so simple. It doesn't take much time. And if your wife will let you do it in the kitchen, the Jimbo and I are kind of messy uh, when we do it. <laughs> it but sticks to the ceiling. It is amazing when you process your own wild game, Hans, how different it tastes rather than having it professionally done, if you will. You know, it is. And it, the, the home processing category has grown exponentially in the last decade. People are really, um, you know, finding out that it's easy to do. You know, with the kits that we have, we try to make it as simple as possible. I mean, even if you go get get your stuff done at the processor and you have ground meat, you can still take that ground meat and turn it into sausage and stuff with our products. It's it's it, but it is you get there's a much better self uh, sense of satisfaction, you know, by doing it yourself. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it there, Hans. We've been talking with Hans Hummel. He's the president and CEO of High Mountain Seasonings in Riverton, Wyoming. Hey, Hans, uh, to find out more about you, your fabulous products, uh, how you how you make food love. that we'll all love. How do you, how do you make love? Yeah. <laughs> uh, where can we find you online, buddy? It's uh, www.himtnjerky.com. All right, there you go. That's where you have to go. Hey, coming up next is old Pat Reeve of uh, Driven TV with yeah. Pat Nicole. Got to check out Driven TV Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel as we talk more about whitetail management. Big shout-out, though, to uh, Remington. How about Cabela's and Extreme Beam? Uh, Outdoor Channel as well. All right, so, uh, Mr. Hansman, thanks so much, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, here's Mark. We'll return right after this. Got buck problems? JimandTrav.com has buck solutions. Navigate your way through JimandTrav.com's buck hunting tips, tricks, and tactics that'll enhance your buck hunting groove. JimandTrav.com. Go there. Buck hunt. Learn. Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto-ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resorts, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool. Indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. This is a goat. And this is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel. 
Hey, we're back. We just heard from Ohan Hummel. Of course, he's the president and CEO of High Mountain Seasonings. Some great stuff that you can use on all kinds of meats. He was also in the first Die Hard. Die Hard that, with that the was Hans. <laughs> it was. All right, so we're just now being joined uh, by Pat Reeve. Got to check out Pat and Nicole on Driven TV every Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. We like to call them the Waltons. I actually got a song here. Play Wait it, for it. Wait for it. I call them the Waltons. Shut up. But they're really the <laughs> it's Pat and Nicole, but only Pat phoned in. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Pat, you know, you and Nicole I got your... I can't believe you did that. Pat, you got your new book, uh, Trophy White Tells with... Pat and Nicole. And uh, in your book, anyways, we did the song because you're fixing to have your fifth kid. Actually, you're not, but, but Nicole is. And when you take your kids out hunting, and specifically for, let's say, deer, um, you're mentoring them... What kind of criteria have you put in place in their selection process when harvesting game? Do you hold them to the same standards that you hold yourself to before you squeeze the trigger? Or do you just want them to get out there and have the experience under their belt and to experience hunting? Um, What have you done? (laughs) Well, I I always say my kids are very spoiled, but that's a, you know, that's a, well, so is my wife, but that is a great (laughs) <laughs> that is a great thing to ask because, you know, I see nowadays, uh, and we meet lots of kids at all these trade shows, and at times it's really changed. Um, when I grew up, I mean, if you shot a deer, no matter if it was a spike buck or it was a nubbin, you know, even a doe fawn, who cared? It was just a deer. It was a true trophy. And seems like there's a lot of kids now, and, and maybe we're guilty of this. Maybe we don't help, you know, sell this in what we do. They just want instant gratification. They want to be a trophy hunter before they even become a hunter. So yeah. <laughs> I had this exact conversation with my my daughter and my son and said, listen, when we go out on our first deer hunt, any deer you want to shoot is, is you know, it's your decision, but you should be happy with what you shoot and, and it's not the size of the antlers that the trophies in the eye of the beholder and you should you know look at it as such and i wanted them to shoot a not a trophy buck i didn't want them to shoot that because then they you know they expect to do that every year and they need to learn just like you know we did many years ago and this is hunting and and this is why you do it it's not on trophy it's more um we're we're out there having fun enjoying Mm -hmm. the sport and uh, we're going to eat what we uh, shoot we're going to field dress it and um, just kind of teach, trying to teach them the right ways, and, and not just go out there and expect to shoot a big buck. And you know, there's some of my overall, all the many deer I've ever shot. At some of the the smaller ones that are on my wall mean more to me than the big ones in yeah. some aspects. You know, I mean, it doesn't always have to be in the true size of it. It's more on the uh, on the experience. Yeah. I remember when I was younger uh, and I took my first year, I hunted three years before I even saw my first year. And then uh, uh, years, years later, I, I took uh, one of my sons down to the King Ranch. We were invited down to hunt on the on the King Ranch in Texas. And there were so many big bucks and, and uh, he could have taken a, a big buck and everything would have been fine. But I had him shoot a doe. Because it's very same reason you need to earn the right to be able to do it. Just because you're hunting on a on a big ranch uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you have actually earned the right. You're my son by virtue of being able to be there, but at the same time, uh, it, it's a process that you go through. 
Yeah, you got to graduate and, and uh, take the smaller steps before you can run, and and that's uh, I think the right way to do it. And, and, and nowadays, kids have such a short attention span; they just don't want to go. They don't want to spend the time to hunt and put the effort forth to you know have that success. So they just want to have instant success, and it just can't be that way. I mean, and you know, I see hunting, you know, kind of going that way in some respects. I mean. You know, people don't want to put the added effort. I think that's why high fence hunting has become so much popular nowadays. Not that we're against it. Heck, we're we're for any hunting. You know, yeah. what I mean, but um, that's why I think you see that that happening more because it's more of the shooting and killing instead of just the hunt itself. So, yeah, it's interesting. And you know, being a parent, you know, we have to try to instill that into our kids. This is the right way to do it. This is uh, how we did it, you know, growing up. I know Nicole was the same way. You know, her, her dad taught her how to hunt and fish at a pretty young age and the same way. And she enjoyed more of the, I think that's why she grew up a hunter. Is mm-hmm. She enjoyed the experience to go to deer camp and see what it was like to go out there with her dad, sit there and you know, spend, you know, countless hours. And then if you did have success, that was the extra special little bonus that happened the experience of just being there and going through all that and it gave her the memories that she cherishes today and made her a good hunter yeah that's where i think most people go wrong is they think the hunt is just surrounded by the killing and that's really not it that's not what hunting is truly about that's a split second yeah let, let's talk about uh your book real quick before we get to a break uh trophy white tails with pat nicole reeve First of all, where can we find this book online, and what can we expect from it, buddy? Well, there's all kinds of stuff in there. You know, some of it's about how we manage our, our own land, like we're talking today. You know, yeah. what we do to improve and, and make drawing cards, so to speak, uh, uh, how to, um, you know, build ponds and, and food plots and so on and so forth just to attract deer to our property. I mean, there's just there's a lot of great information. It's not just about Pat Nicole, but um, it's about and has a lot of tips and tactics as well in it. Um, you can find it, of course. Um, you can go to our website, you know, at drivenhunter.com, and you can buy it right right from there. So you bet. Hey, we've been talking with Pat Reeve, and of course, he's one of the good guys uh, there on Outdoor Channel. Yeah, he's one of the good guys, and he's the only guy in the show Driven TV with Pat Nicole. <laughs> There was well, this he is one of them. On. There was this man. Got to check out Driven TV Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Also, like him on Facebook, follow him on Twitter, all that good stuff. Coming up on ad break, here is a word from Mark. Big shout-out to Outdoor Channel, Nissan, and Ruger. Mr. Pat, you're awesome, buddy. Thank you for calling in, man. Hey, guys. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. your whitetail pursuits to the next level with JimandTrav.com and be sure to spend quality time with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at Jim and Trav. Don't worry, we don't bite that hard. JimandTrav.com Go there, buck hunt, learn. Someone is going to get shot every 8 to 10 seconds. It's really just a simple matter of math. Are gun-free zones really safe? Watch Outdoor Channel's exclusive documentary Safe Haven. 
to decide for yourself. Shooting incidents in schools is so low that you run into a real risk that your cure is going to be worse than the disease. Don't miss this chance to educate yourself, your family, and your friends on Gun-Free Zones. Watch Safe Haven Wednesday, April 1st at 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. The Ruger SR-45, a large caliber pistol with a trim, ergonomic profile. Like the popular Ruger SR-9 and SR-40, the SR-45 is perfectly sized to be comfortable and controllable with a slim, ergonomic grip and narrow slide. It features an adjustable three-dot sight system, Ruger's unique reversible back strap, an ambidextrous manual safety and magazine release, and built-in Picatinny rail. The Ruger SR-45, another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. The Nissan Frontier is loaded with features perfect for any outdoorsman, like tons of power from a 261-horsepower V6 engine, plus a new feature we're trying out, the game call horn. There's elk, turkey, and mule deer. We're still working on that one, but the Frontier does have the first-in-class Utilitrack cargo-carrying system to strap down your big game. Though cool, the game call horn is not a real feature of the Frontier. Nissan. Innovation that excites. Available features, 2014 Ward Segmentation Small Pickup Class. Properly secure all cargo. 450 people are tragically killed in the U.S. every single year from falling out of their beds. But according to the International Hunter Education Association, there is less than 100 fatalities derived from hunting accidents annually in the U.S. See? Hunting is even safer than sleeping. Remember to check us out at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. And safe and pleasant dreams. We're on the revolution with Jim and Trav. It's a great show this week, wasn't it, Trav? It was an excellent show. Whitetail management. We love whitetails. Yeah, and of course, uh, our good friend David Morris was on this week. Plus, Pat and Nicole Reeve, Driven TV. How about uh, Han Samuel? Are you breathing heavy there? Yeah. Kind of scary yeah. there. Well, when Han Samuel, he talks about food. Oh, it gets you excited. <laughs> He's it. with High Mountain Seasonings. Also, Gordon Winnington, uh, the editor in chief of North American Whitetail Magazine and uh, television. Great show there at Sportsman Channel. You bet. Hey, we want to thank our 434 affiliate stations or advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Paneri, and Frank the Sound Guy. Mrs. Bunny, she's the best. She is the best. All right, get outdoors she's also this the weekend. Tallest. Yep, get outdoors this weekend. Take some kids with you. Introduce them uh, to some whitetail management. Is it true she was uh, really with the Harlem uh, Globetrotters? Oh, yeah. She's epically athletic. <laughs> All right, so uh, anyways, local news and weather is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We'll return next week. I just pointed at you to say, yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. All right, God bless you, boys and girls. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.